This week's podcast brought to you by Catalina Dressing. Last week, our kids' high school had bring anything but a backpack day, so you can bring anything you want to carry your books around in, uh, but not a backpack. And uh, our senior, she brought our neighbor's cozy coop, the little, what is it, Fisher-Price, little tykes, whatever car. Yes. Red and yellow. And uh, put her books in that, and, and uh, pushed it around the halls pushed, all day from class to class. It wasn't. It wasn't the winner. The winner was a kid who brought a full-sized canoe, and he and a couple of buddies carried it around the halls, yes. and then sat in it during class. <laughs> I love this so much. But uh, we got photos that day that later appeared on the uh, the athletics Instagram of our sophomore, our six-five son. Our six-five son in the uh, cafeteria during study hall, who had uh, somehow—I still don't know how this ship in a bottle conundrum happened—somehow got into the cozy coop, and uh, and then fell over like a like a turtle on its back. Couldn't get out of the cozy coop until the uh, little tyke's jaws of life presumably extricated him. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Well, I can't remember the last time we've done a podcast. It's been at least a month, so I... Or, or around a month, so I suppose Just we about should- about three weeks. Three weeks, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, we should obviously start in the obvious spot, and that's with uh, salad dressings. <laughs> well, why don't you start? Because you're the one who- uh, Was craving a salad yesterday? Well, let's, let's just rewind a little bit. Typically, I am the one who cleans out the refrigerator. Like, food leftovers go in the refrigerator to die- and if you don't, if people don't eat them, I might go away on a road trip. I come back, leftovers are going to be in the refrigerator. It's just, until, it's just the food morgue yes, waiting for garbage day. But, but they're going to be in there until I throw them away. You don't throw them away. Kids don't throw them away. They're well, like I, left I, I, for mom they to don't, throw no, away. No, they don't get thrown away until Wednesdays. That's when they get thrown away. Well, okay. So anyway, but yesterday, um, oh, because you were, that's right, you were- I went out and bought salad salad. fixings and some grilled chicken to put on the salad, and I was craving a salad. I've been reading this book about uh, the wager, about um, a 1740s seafaring misadventure by the British Navy, and these guys all had scurvy and were, they didn't know it at the time, of course, but they needed fruits and vegetables, and I was suddenly craving fruits and vegetables. I went to the grocery store- and got a big barrel of triple washed lettuce. That reassured me that, that did I don't they have, not have quadruple washed, well, or was it I more mean, expensive? I'm the quadruple washer, and I, I just didn't feel like washing a lot of lettuce leaves. So this was quadruple, triple washed. I figure any any uh, more washing would be redundant on my part. So I brought it home with the chicken, put the chicken on, and then I went to get salad dressing. You know, just an Italian, a vinaigrette, some kind of uh, yes. oil based. Eat light, eat right. I mean, and, and most of the shelves in the right side door of our 
refrigerator are full of salad dressings and condiments. Salad dressings and barbecue sauces. Yes, and, and mustards. Some, a few exotic mustards. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, not, not like a gray poupon or something, not that exotic, but, you know, yellow mustard and brown mustard. So, uh, I, much to my chagrin, we had no, uh, like, oil-based salad dressings. We just had creamy salad dressings. I pulled one out, and it had expired uh, in 2021. I pulled out another. I put, well, there, there was one that was weird. It was a Catalina. Yeah, we don't usually use that as a salad dressing. We use it more as a marinade when we make a certain chicken dish. Nana Lobo's chicken, we we marinade the chicken. One of the ingredients is the Catalina dressing. Well, now that gives me pause because that's what we had last night for dinner. It was a brand new bottle I got earlier this okay. week. Okay, yeah. so by the way, is there is there a dressing that less resembles its uh, name than Catalina? You picture some kind of a, you know, Catalina Island right. uh a sort of a, a salad dressing equivalent of a of a pina colada or something, but it's just well, like a yeah it's red like a nuclear orangey, yeah nuclear. Anyway, orange. We, I, I then I got to the chunky blue cheese, which is uh, I noticed that was chunkier and cheesier than than I had remembered, and that was uh, actually as we record this on is it leap day today? Um, two days from now, no, today's no, the twenty seventh. Okay, two days from now will be leap day. No. Well, whatever, whatever. Today's February 27th. Okay, Leap March, day is the 29th. I, I, I don't have any idea how many days there are in February. 28, typically. Okay. Well, then three days from now, as we record this, March 2nd, we'll, we'll, we'll mark the, the uh, seventh anniversary of the expiration of our chunky right. blue cheese dressing. I will say this. Seven years. I know. It's disgusting. I will say this, though. That bottle of blue cheese dressing, there's no chance it's been in our refrigerator for seven plus years. 100%. We, no, no, no. This is, this is the thing. I'm certain at some point a long time ago, I purchased it and put it in the tertiary pantry in the basement. And then when the tertiary we, pantry, <laughs> pantry. And then when we finished our blue, blue cheese, probably said, Oh, I, I think there's one in the basement, went and grabbed it, put it in the fridge. So it's probably been in, actively open in the fridge for not that, not that long. It just, I think, it spent most of its life in the Russian household, in the pantry, in the on-deck circle, waiting to be opened and consumed. Well, I came Either down- Either way, it's disgusting. I came downstairs but, to see if we had another dressing in the tertiary pantry unopened, and we did. But it, it alas, had uh, passed its <laughs> its uh, use-by date by two years. Yeah. Um, by the way, if there is any salad dressing that can withstand uh, seven years past its use-by date, it's- uh, chunky blue cheese. It's oh. virtually indistinguishable from from uh, I mean, oil, fresh off the presses chunky blue cheese. Oil and vinegar, you'd be like, or, or an Italian, you'd be like, you know, that probably doesn't quite go bad. But blue cheese, I mean, it's hideous. It's disgusting and it's hilarious, hilariously disgusting to me because it would have been worse if you had like squirted it on the salad or if you had consumed it. But the, just the fact that it's seven years past its date and we still had it in the fridge to me is um, pretty entertaining. <laughs> on a side note, uh, I, we grilled uh, Bubba's turkey burgers today on the Foreman grill. Yes. We can't get our, our grill to work. I don't know I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. Our, it's too our heavy to, to grill. take into some grill yeah, doctor. Do we, do? I, do we call it just an appliance repair person or is there a special outdoor appliance the, the, repair person? The push button starter, it clicks, 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 but it's just, there's no propane getting to the 
to Even the though the igniter tank thing. is full. Yeah, there's yeah. something weird going on. But so uh, do we have a, a, a grill specialist in our audience? I don't know. No, recall. we have an appliance repair person that we've used a lot. So I can. No, in our in our listenership. Oh, in our listenership. I, I don't know. We don't have a resident appliance repair person. Doesn't I, mean we don't have a By the way, I'm now picturing our, our listenership, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. It's a, our listenership. It's a rocket ship, you know, passing through space like pigs in space. Yeah. Uh, picture, pigs picture, all, uh, picture, picture all of our listeners on a. That was a, my favorite, by the way. Of course it was. I, I had a pigs in space show. poster on my bedroom door yeah, that I'd I love, gotten for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, so great. Anyway, it makes me think of uh, the, the song "Ride, Captain Ride." Mm-hmm. Does it ring a bell at all? "Ride, Captain Ride" upon your mystery ship. I like to think of our listeners as on a mystery ship. On a mystery ship, the, uh, a, a, the so like more of a rocket ship than a, well, than a yeah the sea, listenership seafaring vessel. Yeah, it could be a seafaring vessel. It's a spacefaring vessel. Um. So anyway, I, I'm from now on when we do the podcast, I'm going to I'm going to imagine people listening to this not in their cars, uh, not on a beach in uh, wherever Catalina. Like anybody listens to World of Beach. Sometimes we get the 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 thing that people have listened in this place mm-hmm. and this place this week, but I, I doubt any of them are listening on a beach. Catalina, Catalina Island. They're going to be listening, but instead of picturing that, I'm picturing listening on the uh, mystery ship called the listenership. Anyhow, I cooked Foreman Bubba burgers in the Foreman Grill. Did I mention that? Oh, that yeah. Yes. That's how this whole and thing so, started. So, well, no, that's. So so oh the the mystery no, show that's how this yes exactly okay I'm sorry I'm losing my mind so so um so I wanted some something to spice it up a little right either barbecue sauce or mustard right so today a day after you know finding the salad dressings expired I found six how do we have six we don't have a very big we don't have a uh, we don't have one of those giant fridges no we have a regular fridge right there were six bottles of Long expired barbecue sauce or and or mustard in the fridge. My favorite was we had an unopened bottle of expired wing sauce. I don't make wings. Why did we even have wing sauce? I suspect I suspect our friend who makes wings and sometimes makes them at our house brought that over and left it, and we just never looked at yeah, it again. I suppose that that one was a little bit odd to me. When you started the podcast and you said, "Of course we have to start with," and then said salad dressings, I thought you were going to say. Um, our daughter's shoulder. Well, because of course, that, the that last was... time we had a podcast, we, we talked about our daughter breaking her collarbone. But at that time, we were under the impression that it was just going to heal because at that time, it was a non-displaced fracture. Have we really not done a podcast since all of this happened? No, we haven't. We Since she got hurt, yes, but not since the aftermath. So you had taken her to the urgent care. I was in a plane to Waco, Texas. The, they took a... a an x-ray. She had a non-displaced fracture. Great. This is going to heal. I come home from Texas. I, I love that this, like, this is like the previously on Hill Street Blues. Yes. You're recapping what- Exactly. A couple days later, I take her to the orthopedist. They take x-rays and lo and behold, the collarbone is very much displaced. The, the Where it had broken, the two bones are no longer anywhere near each other. One of them is up and over. And so the orthopedist says, you know, might just heal, but I, I suggest you see a specialist. So I take her the next day to see a specialist. And the specialist says, she needs surgery. So, and time is of the essence because kids and bones heal, rel- start healing relatively immediately. She, the doctor actually said, she, she said if, if she were 12 or under, 
Yeah. We wouldn't do surgery. That's but, the cutoff. But 13, we do surgery. And our daughter, who couldn't wait to turn 13, couldn't, when she was 12, she said, I'm basically 13. Yeah. When she heard that, she said, I'm basically 12. Yes, exactly. So, okay, time's of the essence. This is an appointment on a, on a Wednesday. And, he, and I said, well, what, days, what day do you do surgery? He said, I do surgery on Tuesday. So six days, for, we schedule a surgery for six days later. And um, the same day of a massive, long predicted snowstorm that came to fruition. Yeah. So we left the house, first surgery of the day, terrific. We leave the house at 5 a.m. as we're driving out of the, the driveway. First, the first tiny flakes fall. Just, just barely start falling. And what would you say, 15 minutes later? Well, no, long before we got to uh, the airport connector, so within 10 minutes. You could no longer see. Like couldn't the, see. The str- you couldn't see what was in front of you because it was such a windy. The, it was windy and the snow was falling so quickly. We and passed. The f- we pa- and the street was completely covered. We passed downtown Hartford on ninety one and couldn't see downtown Hartford. No, it which, was which goes heroin. directly next to it. And we asked. The, I asked the the nurse the day before when they called to get all the vital information, mostly insurance, but also her allergies if she has any, which she doesn't. Um, I said, you know, do you guys ever cancel surgeries because the weather's supposed to be atrocious? She said, no, we don't cancel, but we understand if tomorrow you can't get here, you cancel. So anyway, it was what well, was probably one of the most harrowing car rides. Well, it was I've the ever most harrowing, yeah. Yeah, it was I, awful. I, I was driving, and, and then when we when we arrived at the place by the grace of God, and um, parked, and there were others who had made it for their. Early yes. morning surgery, though some I suspect had stayed at the Sheraton next door, right? Which probably was about, probably what we should have done. Uh, I said something to the effect of, "Well, that was one of the more harrowing drives of my life." And you said, "And I didn't respond in probably the best fashion." What did I say? You said, "Well, it didn't help that you're saying, look at this guy. What are they? You know, we would be passed on um, in the right yeah. lane by semis that would throw so much sludge onto our windshield that." It took three or four passes of the yeah. wiper before you could see anything. It was awful. It was a, a supremely stressful ride. And, and one of the ways you cope with stress <clears throat> is to verbalize it. And I probably shouldn't have said that when we first arrived there. But we got there safely, thanks to you driving us there. And then our daughter has the surgery. They put in a plate and six screws in her shoulder um, to help it heal. And And I asked, you know, what does this mean in terms of like going through metal detectors? Yes, she will now go off when she goes through metal detectors. We'll give you, we have little cards here that you can show at like TSA. I'm like, this is unbelievable. She's um, basically 12. She's 13 and she's going to be the kid who has to say, yes, I have metal in my body. Um, but uh, but yeah, so now our daughter in her sling, but it was, it's unbelievable. So we, she obviously gets, uh, you know, gets anesthesia general anesthesia the doctors had said take the rest of the week off from school it was a tuesday it was a a tuesday morning they did um an incredible job they they give a like a nerve block um to help with the pain and um i don't know if that's the doctor who does that or the anesthesiologist who does that but they did a really good job with hers so we we she wakes up we leave sooner after this isn't in a hospital it's in a surgery center this beautiful facility that's only a couple of years old anyway driving home was equally as bad as driving there in terms of the snowstorm and the roads and the stress and everything else but the the surgery center was like the combination of a of a delta sky, sky club, club yes. and the and the sort of uh lobby 
waffle bar of a Hilton of a, Garden Inn, right? Hilton like, Garden Inn. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what it was like. They had a coffee station there. Um, oh, as an aside, there's no, no no actual waffle bar though. Yes. So th- there's a spacious lobby, spacious seating area, lots of chairs, couches, and you and I sit together on a couch. And well, um, every every forty five minutes or or more frequently, I would leave to brush the snow off the car. Right, Otherwise, our car would have been it. completely buried. Yes, yes. And uh, at one point, you leave to go brush off the car, and a couple comes in and sits down. Like we were sitting in an area where our, there was a couch and then like two chairs and another couch, like in a shape of a U, two couches facing each other and then the chairs. There were there were several such little uh, yeah enclaves. There were yeah. tons. There was tons of open seating. Tons of open seating, all of which could see this monster TV that was up on the wall playing the local news that was 100% weather related. Um, anyway, you're out brushing off the car and a couple comes and sits down in our little enclave. And I just like looked up and looked around and thinking there's all these open seats all over this place. Really? And I don't want to make small talk. My 13-year-old is in there under general anesthesia giving a plate implanted into her body i i am not like anything you'd other ar- than stressed and worried and like you'd already you been know? pressed for details at five forty-five a.m about the some late 90s yukon game or something as i recall oh the one lady yeah yeah anyway um well I, all i know is I, I would go out to brush the car and i would come back in and you were you were being uh uh engaged in conversation about um Something related to <laughs> UConn basketball, yeah, and and like people are nice and well-meaning and everything, but like, well, in that situation, I just want to sit there and worry silently. But uh, just to just to uh, finish the thing about she was told to take the rest of the week off of school. Oh yeah, she didn't we're take... definitely going back to that. Okay, so so we we drive home. So she once she's even a little bit aware, it's clear that they want us to get out of there, <laughs> like. All right, she's fine. She's they're, they're, they're turning over tables in a restaurant. One hundred percent, and they were they were wonderful. I I would recommend that doctor and that facility one hundred percent. But it was also clear they were turning over the 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 bedpan. Yeah, stop to, lingering to, over your dessert and yes. get the hell out of here. Speaking of dessert, so actually I had totally forgotten about this. So as she's coming to, they 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 have water therefore and they have saltines and they have graham crackers because well, they wanted to get something in her body. No, 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 let me tell this. Okay, but I just want to set the table as it were. Okay. I was told there I could see people going in before our daughter went in and they said they said, Oh no, 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 ma'am, only one family member is allowed in there with her. So grandma would have to go back and sit down right. to this walk of or shame. Or in this case, grandpa. <laughs> well, in this case. So 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 uh, preempting this, the the nurse or whoever it was came out and said, uh, "said um, there's only one family member allowed in, and your daughter said she wants her mother." Yes. So I sat there like, "Okay, what what am I doing here again?" And then later she came out and said, uh, "Mom, you can come in. Surgery's over. Dad, you go outside and brush off the car." Okay. Well, actually, I just had another memory. So, so I go in with her before the surgery. And one of the things she has to give is a urine sample. And she's having a hard time um, because she had already gone to the bathroom before we left the well, house. She woke up at 4 a.m. And, and I, say to the, I say to the nurse, I'm like, is like the urine sample a deal breaker? Like, can we do the surgery? She doesn't give the urine sample. She said, no, it's a deal breaker. 
So we're so our daughter and I are sitting there in in the little uh, you know curtained off area, and I was like, "Do you have to go yet?" And she said, "No." And uh, she was mad at me. Why didn't you tell me this morning that I was going to need to do this? And I wouldn't have gone, whatever. And so at one point I said to her, um, I said, I kind of have to go. I said, do you think they would, if we both went in together, if I provided the sample, if they would know it was mine? And she said something like, yes, that they would definitely be able to discern old lady pee from <laughs> from 13-year-old pee. Anyway. Well, I, I, I offered to smuggle in a sample. And, and, and then they, they would have been faced with the question of uh, – did your eighth grader have how many double IPAs did your eighth grader right, have right. last night? I mean, and the whole reason it's a deal breaker is because she's going going under anesthesia, and the reason they need the urine sample is to make sure that she's not pregnant. Um, which I, she did not know that I was not going to make her aware of that because that would just open up a whole different, you know, set of anxieties of you know what what are you talking about? Anyway, so after the surgery, they tell you to go clean off the car. I get to go in with her. After you've cleaned off the car and, and brought it forward, you are then allowed to come in. And she's just, she's groggy, but she's just waking up. She's still very much out of it. Would you like some sips of water? Yes. Yeah. So I hold the water with the straw. We're, she we're, can sip it. We're in a little tiny curtained off. A little tiny curtain. Barely okay. bigger than the hospital bed itself. And I'm dripping. Uh, my yes. snow from my, my shoes are it's melting all over the floor. floor. So she's um, she's like, yes, can I, you know, you want something to eat? Oh, can I have some of the... Um, graham crackers. So she's taking the graham crackers. And you had already told me when we were in the waiting room how hungry you were. And I had brought myself like a little protein bar because I knew they had said we don't have food here. Um, there's stuff around, but obviously the, the weather was too bad for us to drive to pick up anything to eat. But you you had told me more than once how hungry you were. So anyway, our, our daughter's you know, eating a graham cracker and taking sips of water, even though she can't even yet hold the cup herself. And then taking and having another graham cracker. And then when she pauses from eating a graham cracker, you reach over and like grab the last cracker off the thing and eat it. I was like, this is unbelievable. They have like these little morsels of, of salted food for a kid to eat who's been <laughs> fasting because of surgery, who's just waking up out of her surgery. And the second there was a cracker there that she had like paused from eating, you pounced they're, they're, and grabbed it and started eating they're it. They're in I a five hundred million dollar surgery center that looks like the first class lounge on oh. on Emirates Airlines, and you know our insurance company is helping to pay off the doctor's beach house. I thought at the very least, you know, I can I can have. You weren't taking a cracker from the surgery center. You were taking it from your daughter's mouth. My, my <laughs> like point the one is, thing she could I, eat. I, I was sure that they had more there. In store. Oh, unbelievable. So anyway, so we, we she, you know, is still groggy, but can at least be wheeled to the car. And we get home. I'm like, all right, you know, uh, let's get you perched up. Let's get pillows. So she comes, she co comes to our bed, gets perched up on pillows and then says to me, can you get me my backpack? Can you get me my lap desk? And proceeds to immediately, immediately do her homework. And I was like, kiddo. Like rest, you need to rest. And um, she had no interest in sleeping, no interest in anything. Other she was than she was like some Gordon Gecko like titan of Wall Street who yes. who uh, just couldn't leave the job at at the office. Yeah, it was. And and then the next day we wanted this, this because you had already arranged a, with their teachers and stuff to to have you know all yes, of her I was work for the week to be, do it at home. Et yeah, they sent stuff home. I was going to go into school on Wednesday and get the other stuff she needed. It actually ended up working out well because of the snowstorm. School was canceled on Tuesday, so she didn't miss that day. So the next morning. I want to go to school. I want to go to school. I'm like, you can't go to school. The doctor doesn't want you to go to school. So 
doctor calls to do a follow up. And um, actually that evening, I said, she desperately wants to go to school um, tomorrow. And he said, well, my biggest concern isn't with her. It's with other kids, you know, bumping into her shoulder in the hallway or that sort of thing. Pretty legit concern. Yeah, of course. So anyway, she is just the next morning miserable. Miserable because she wants to go to school. She has the new power sling with a giant foam cube between her rib cage and the sling. And uh, so anyway, I call the nurse the school nurse, and I say, this kid desperately wants to come to school. This is the doctor's concern. And she goes to a small school, and the nurse was like, oh, that's easy. You know, we can just have her change classes before or after all the other kids. She won't even be in the hallway with the other kids. Like, they'll be... Anyway, didn't let her go in in the morning, but she went in in the afternoon yeah, it, for, the rest of, for the rest of the day, no, the she, day she, after having her surgery. She did go in in the morning because it was Ash Wednesday, and I went, went to at 11. I went to the school mass, and she sang in the choir. So. Yeah. I mean, that was at noon. There was part of me that was so proud of this little tough munchkin, but um, but at the same time, it was just like, man, I kind of had looked forward to just sitting with her in, you know, like resting against me and watching TV all day and just kind of caring for her. But she wanted no part of that at all. And 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 you know, speaking of of uh, being chatted up at six a.m. in the waiting room, um. On, on a much completely fine and welcome, um, but even more fine and welcome was uh, you. We were at uh, our sons first. Well, I was at our sons only, only at our sons basketball game, and then you, later you went to our daughter's I basketball game. I went to game. the JV game, and then I left and went immediately to our daughter's game because they played on the same day. So, so somebody on on our mystery listenership, we're in Glastonbury. That was in Glastonbury. I yes. couldn't remember what's. Yeah, it was in Glastonbury. That was in Glastonbury. Glastonbury is the awful court, right, with the big track around it. Yeah, like the yeah. rubber floor and the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a terrible basketball facility, but anyway, that's secondary. Well, I'll tell you what, though, it's an excellent uh, p- slice of pizza because it was the best slice oh, of pizza I've had. Stand? I had this season. Oh, really? Yeah. Our, that our, should be something we do next year. We'll rate the concession. Well, our 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 our, our, our kids' school they do a food truck that makes an excellent beef and chicken empanadas, and I have those at games, but. I've been sampling the pizza on the road at our sons and daughters games, and uh, Glastonbury had a very good pizza. I don't know where it came from, but I do know that um, I went down to get a slice. When I, I said, do you have pizza there? And she said, yes. What kind would you like? And I said, uh, pepperoni, please. And she said, we only have cheese. <laughs> Why would she ask So you? ordinarily, I'd say that's fine, you know, whatever. But curiosity got the better of me, and I said, why did you ask me what kind? And she said, "No, I mean, I mean, what kind? Do you want like a centerpiece or or an edge piece? Because it was a it was a uh, rectangular pizza." Okay. So I, I naturally I ordered a centerpiece with no crust. Did um, you? Yeah, I did. You prefer centerpieces on rectangular pizzas? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Really? I I did not know that about you. I would prefer a corner piece, like where two sides have the crust. Um, but I like crust. What? I mean, I think that's common with brownies, but not not for me. Not not pizza. I would go I would go corner piece with a brownie, depending on what the edges were like. But pizza, you would go crustless before you. Well, it depends on the pizza, but the crust. I mean, first of all, a, a corner crust. Yeah. You don't want your crust at a ninety degree angle, do you? The more crust, the better, in my opinion. Well, it was long, you know. Anyway. We're, at, we're in we Glastonbury. We're oh, in Glastonbury. oh, anyway, anyway. Well, some listener on our mystery ship whose name, I, I regrettably, I don't 
recall or didn't get. Yeah. Came over to say hello and said um, said he was uh, he was in suspense, as it were. I'm paraphrasing um, during the game, uh, wondering if our son's uh, shorts would stay up. A reference to you having recently right. redrawstrung. Right, which I told him off. He's wearing the away pair, so these yeah. should definitely stay up. So anyway. So that was delightful. And then I go get to our daughter's game, and I think it was halftime of her game. I think it was halftime. A gentleman and a woman came over with a gift. And the gentleman- Was it was it like on a padded- No, it was uh, in a bag, like a gift bag. Gift of the Magi kind of thing? It was in oh, a right. gift bag. And it was a tire, um, car tire inflator. Is that- Yeah, a yeah. self-contained plug into the car plug lighter. Plug into the, um, like into your car, into the cigarette lighter or the, the power source. And you can, you don't have to. He said, so this is so Steve doesn't have to wait for the person who's parked in front of the um, air thing at the gas station. And it was um, obviously, obviously, this appointment uh, written all over his face that I wasn't there to receive the gift. But you're used to that by now. People, you show up somewhere and people are disappointed that I, I'm not, I'm not there representing the family that, that you are. Yes. So anyway, Chris from Cheshire. That was Chris from Cheshire. I believe it was like this is awful. I'm all, I'm 99 well, sure it's it, Chris from Cheshire. It, it, it if it like wasn't, I'm sorry. Well, we'll find um, out. But yes, but like, but I would like to thank the proper person yes. because the next day, the next day, my low tire pressure indicator came on, and so I fired up that bad boy. It works. Uh, it turns out that uh, that my low tire pressure indicator was on accidentally. Um, it was a glitch in the. Uh, my 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 favorite part was not my favorite part was meeting these two listeners. Obviously, the three, the one in Glastonbury, and then the two at home. But my second favorite was when Chris said, "I have an extra. I had an extra tire, air tire. I don't even know what it's called." And I looked at him. I said, "It's a tire. Inflated. How do you have an extra one?" <laughs> but anyway, it was just. Well, like, he doesn't. How? Right. It was just incredibly sweet, and it was lovely meeting. Um, meeting listeners. And then just the other day, I'm out in LA um, doing a UCLA game. They were hosting Utah and UCLA's equipment um, manager came over and we had a lovely lengthy conversation. She not only listens to Ball and Chain, but when she was a kid, she had a number 50 uh, jersey and it was just, it was so sweet. I love like in unexpected places, meeting people who listen to the podcast. And um, and anyway, it was especially after the stress of that week with our daughter and her surgery and everything, it, it was nice to have sort of that there, there, kind interaction. There's a very slight chance, but a better chance than with most of our other, other listeners that the uh, listener at UCLA has listened to the podcast on Catalina Island. <laughs> Well, Possibly we'll while we'll while uh, indulging in Catalina dressing. Yeah, perhaps. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was. It's been an eventful three weeks on the home front. Uh, shall we get to viewer mail? I mean, yes, definitely. Let's is, get we're to taping this, mail. recording this much later than you, much later in the day than usual. Yes, we are. We should probably uh, do a quality study uh, about what time of day we t- record and and then the quality of the. Of the podcast. Okay. Big bad book, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. 
Um, so anyway, um, our first uh, viewer mail comes from Susie. Hello, Susie. Susie is our not resident. Our what? What do we call it? I keep forgetting. Not resident pediatrician, but oh, uh, um, attending. Attending. Greetings from your newest completionist, right, Susie? Well, Wait, she, what? Mm, that's that's some binging. That is impressive. incredible binging. Uh, I will comment on some older loose ends. One, thanks for the illegal swag. If the Red Cross comes to raid your home, I will deny being the mole. Ooh, Susie you sent got, her swag? I sent her swag, yes. Well done. Uh, some bootleg illegal uh, uh, under-the-counter swag. Two, dry slash wet measures. I am not much of a cook and never bake, but I would say that dry items should never go into a wet or moist measuring cup. So if only one is available, order is important. You know what, Susie? I just made pancakes a couple of nights ago. And I use the same measuring cup, but first I put the pancake powder in, dump oh, yeah, that, and then course. I put the milk in. Of course, right? Yeah, because you don't want everything just stick. No. Yeah, of course. Even I, I, I was able to figure that out on my own. Three crusts. We were just discussing crusts. Yeah, but this is I'm thinking uh, sandwich crusts. You don't think you, you cut don't, them on? You don't think she wrote in, them off. in reference to something that we're talking about <laughs> on this podcast? No, I'm just saying I think I know, even though it's very, very old, what crusts she's referring. I to. I never liked peanut butter and jelly together, right, See? Susie? They there are fine go. separately, but not together. And since I was a Jewish kid growing up in the New York metropolitan area, we always had a fresh Jewish rye bread for our sandwiches or a hard roll. So obviously, no crust cutting. Fair enough. Yeah, and peanut butter and jelly. On rye? Can, can work on a lot of breads. I don't think it works on rye. No, I mean, you know, if you're growing up in uh, in and around New York delis, you you know, like when I ordered uh, bologna and American on white right. at the A and K deli at 50th and 7th, it's just right. not not done. Right. Four. Rebecca was correct in her use of the word septic. I, I was wondering when somebody would call us on this nonsense. Didn't someone literally call you? On somebody, it? somebody literally called me. On it. Somebody right texted after. me the day that the thing posted and said Rebecca was right. You're wrong. Yeah, I I don't mean to correct your grammar," he wrote, "but but I'm, uh, going, to. But I'm going to, and I I instantly, I mean I instantly felt shame, remorse, and it won't make you any less condescending the next time you correct someone's grammar, though. Like that's just a baked in. You have no other way to deliver to deliver it. No, no, I, I people call me on my BS all the time, and I and I, and I appreciate it. I'm just saying, in the moment when I say something that you like condescendingly say that's not a word or I think the word would be this like that's not going to change well uh, Susie is very uh, kind and not lighting me up here she says uh, sepsis is the disease process when one suffers from sepsis he is said to be septic if it progresses he goes into septic shock which is often an end, end game do you remember what we were talking about with sepsis uh, we were talking about no I don't have the foggiest idea our dog our dog in two weeks in the doggy ER. Our dog had sepsis? She, after after her surgery, it turned septic, and she had to have another surgery to I don't, have more I don't, intestine removed. I don't remember Or else that. she was going to go to doggy heaven. They called and told me, you know, it's going to cost this much more, but if we don't do that, it, that was, that she's going to go to doggy that, that heaven. That was when I went into septic shock. Yes. No, I never told you any of this okay. because I knew you, you your decision may, <laughs> may have been different from no, no, mine. I said, no, yes, go not. in there and do your thing. Five, the Connecticut State Colleges do offer free courses for retirees to audit. So oh. uh, I think that possibly is a reference to George and Columbus uh, at Ohio State, at the Ohio State University. I wonder if you have to be a certain age or just prove that you're retired. Well, I mean, or... Like, what if I retire tomorrow? Could well, you I? are retired. You retired at, at 20. Oh, true. At that's true. 29. 29 from the I retired Connecticut from the original 
um, profession. Wouldn't that have been great if you went back to Yukon to audit classes? Right. I want to do these for free. Uh, six, a while back, you had wondered if hypnotism works. Years ago, I had a dental phobia. I had a friend who was a therapist and took a hypnotism course. She asked if she could try it on me for my dental phobia, hoping she could help others with medical phobias and fears. At that point in my life, I had lost the bet, women's NCAA basketball tournament pool, and had to run a 5K as my penalty. So I was a beginner runner, which my friend, the hypnotist, knew. I had been running two to three miles a day at that point. She used running imagery during the hypnotism. The next morning, I jumped on the treadmill for my two to three miles. When I got to three, I felt compelled to keep running. Same when I got to four, five, six. When I finally got to seven miles, I realized that I had to stop so I could get to work on time. I called my friend, told her that I was still afraid of the dentist, but that I would now train for a half marathon. Twelve, That's great. Twelve marathons and countless half marathons later, I found the cure for my dental phobia. It went away when I switched dentists. <laughs> That's terrific. I mean, incredible. That's incredible. Incredible. Seven, I feel like you should somehow mention Max Verstappen at least once per episode in memory of DGS. That name has become an earworm for me and brings fond memories uh, from Susie. Well, Susie, um, uh, we've just mentioned Max Verstappen and... And uh, we'll say that, well, we mentioned him in honor of... Um, we should do viewer mail brought to you by Max Verstappen. We, Fans uh, of Max Verstappen. So F-O-M-V, that doesn't make a word. Well, speaking of Dr. Siegel and speaking of Susie, the attending pediatrician and a hypnotized marathon uh, veteran, I don't know if I'm... She probably may not want me to read this, but I'm going to read it. Uh, we received this from uh, from Yale. Okay. The Yale School of Medicine. You're familiar with Yale? I am familiar with Yale. Uh, dear Mr. and Mrs. Russian, it is my privilege to notify you that the individual listed below made a contribution to Yale School of Medicine in memory of Gary Siegel, MD. Yale is committed to improving the world through outstanding research and scholarship, education, preservation, and practice. Gifts from our community of supporters help to make that happen. The school is honored when friends and family recognize individuals through contributions and celebration of their lives. Please know that the school appreciates the thoughtfulness of this gift from Susie. Oh, wow. Thank you, Susie. Uh, so we will continue to mention Max Verstappen in honor of Dr. Siegel, but what a uh, what a lovely gesture and meaningful one yes. from Susie uh, and donating to the Yale School of Medicine in Dr. Siegel's name. Coach D from St. Michael's, uh, our ice hockey coach. Our, hey, I was attending. wearing my shirt again the other day. Uh, Thank you. That's a nice shirt. Good day, Stephen Rebecca. Coach D here. First and foremost, $5.99 for four tire valve stem caps is an outrage. If you look around the information superhighway, you can get yourself a pack of 50 for the same price. That was my thought, Rebecca. When you said, when you were looking at them, pricing them out, I, you, you said, you know, $5.99 for four. And, and I thought, can't you get 1000 for $5.99? But you know what? That's a situation where I'd rather pay even more to only get the amount I need to use. Or else then you have 46 tire valve caps laying around your house well, until you've put them in in the landfill well i think i think uh, uh coach d is on your side in this secondly steve i have to push back and agree with rebecca think about it someone this is when we thought that our, our tire valve uh, stem caps had been stolen right 
think about it, someone would have first off noticed that their TVSC was missing. Then they would have to find your car and make the effort to take one in public. I have a hard time believing that someone would do this. Call me an optimist, but I say the dang thing got loose and fell off. Or the last time someone filled your tire, they forgot to put it back on. Didn't we decide that we have all four of them? <laughs> you decided. Or we realized or discovered. No, I was I was out of the car. You said something about them. I said, no, it's there's one on this tire and there's one on this tire. One on, they're, they're all four on there. I don't know why you thought one of them was missing. I don't know either. Unless somebody who listens to the podcast is a good Samaritan and put it on in a parking lot that they randomly knew you were the at. No. That is the new metaphor, though, for, uh, you know, that guy is uh, one tire valve stem cap short of a set of four. Yeah. And don't look now, writes Coach D, but the St. Mike's men's basketball team is sitting atop the NE10 the NE standings at 13-3 and three at the time of this email. Coach Eaton and his club are rolling and I thought a Hoops family like yours would be interested. Follow along with them as they try to reach the D2 dance for the first time in years. Well, we will follow along now. I'm we've following got, we've right got, now. Uh, we've got uh, some serious uh, D3 dance uh, uh, hopefuls in our area. Foremost among them, uh, Trinity, who uh, just won the NESCAC uh, championship, Rebecca. They are now 20-7 and seven and 16-5 and five in their conference. Wow, that's a long time since we've done a podcast. So they've played uh, they've played uh, 11 more games since, uh, since this email came in. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, that time of year when we can follow uh, all kinds of March Madness, high school, D1, 2, and 3, men's and women's. In fact, we're going to a high school game tonight as we record this. Uh, Dear Rebecca and Steve, writes Bob, one, I enjoyed last week's discussion about borborygmus. Do you remember what borborygmus is? What borborygmi are? I don't remember. The stomach rumblings. Oh, right, right, right. Given its connection to the gastrointestinal tract, I was wondering if it has the same derivation as Mount Rushmore sculptor Gutzon Borglum. Gutzon Borglum, famously. You wrote wrote about him in uh, Road Swing? Uh, I, I went to Mount Rushmore. I've been, been to Mount Rushmore multiple times, but uh, multiple times. No, I don't. Why, why did I say that? I think I've been there twice. I was there as a kid. Well, that's, that's multiple. multiple. Yeah, that's multiple. Um, and uh, yes, I mentioned Gutsan Borglum, of whom it was said uh, his name sounds like a, a fart in a bathtub. Gutsan <laughs> Borglum. Line. Two, please find attached photos of my loan accepted letter to the editor of Sports Illustrated from May of 2016. Like Chris from St. Petersburg, I had the honor of being published in the same issue as Steve. If only we had an adjective for this literary phenomenon, it might Steve be. Steve adjacent. Borborygmus. It would be a kind of a thing. So here's a column of mine, and here is Bob. Uh, whose whose letter is as followed. Uh, While Dan Patrick found out what happened to Jack Nicholas's putter from the 1986 Masters, he left us still wondering about his plaid pants. Yes, the putter is more historically significant, but the plaid pants and white shoes were iconic and surely would have landed the Golden Bear in your fashionable 50. Robert Graham, Huntersville, North Carolina. Better known to us, Rebecca, and and listeners on uh, on the mystery ship, as Bomb de Bomb Dickety. Oh, that's Bob de Bomb Dickety. That is Bomb de Bomb Dickety. If only he had signed that in his uh, published letter to SI. Just a couple more here, Rebecca. I know you're impatient to uh, to be done with me. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> but not to be done with our that was where No, no, that was where you're supposed to say no, no, not at all. Hello, Stephen Rebecca, writes Alfred in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. It seems like you frequently need to use the air pump at the gas station, and this seems to frequently bring complications. May I suggest a portable compressor slash tire inflator? Who's this from? This is from Alfred in Wisconsin. Now, I don't wow. believe that this that couldn't have been uh, the person who visited you at our, our son's game, correct? Correct. No, it's not. Uh, it has a DC power cable that plugs into the port formerly known as the cigarette lighter. Well, th th I'm glad you mentioned that, Alfred, because, Rebecca, you said this thing, first of all, like, I couldn't believe that the well, wonders never cease. This this thing exists. And then you said it plugs into the cigarette lighter. And I said, there's no way a car has a cigarette lighter. Why would it? Right? That's what you said. That's what I said. Yeah. And, and you said, well, it does. Right. So I looked around and in like the center console. Yeah. Unbeknownst to me, there is a what what Alfred but without Apple the lighter says, part, formerly there, there's known as only the, the there, there's no like 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 there's uh, no lighter. There's just the the receptacle, red coils. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean th that was a thing that existed, and has a hose that connects to the valve stems on your tires. We keep something like this in our cars. Here is an Amazon link to one. Uh, viewers from the podcast know that you are Amazon shoppers. Well, I mean. This is exactly, exactly what what Chris and Cheshire brought you at the game and is now in my glove box. Yes. I cannot wait to use it. Again. A, a watched a tire pressure low light never right. boils. Right. And, and, uh, but I, I, I look every day hopeful that uh, my tire pressure will be right. low. But a watched Steve waiting for the, the air pump at the gas station does boil. It, it frequently. We also keep a compressor in the garage that runs on household AC power. It pumps faster than the DC power version. And it's, I mean, that's a sentence that means something to somebody. I wish it meant something to me. We keep a compressor in the garage that runs on household AC power. It pumps faster than the DC power version. I don't know the difference. I, I'm guessing the AC is your house and the DC is the car. Yeah, but I, I don't know the difference between AC power and DC power. Do you? No, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't even I, know what AC, AC and DC stand for. Alternating current and and uh, uh, you know, d d we could look at Dutch current. Okay, and it's also great for inflating other stuff like kiddie pools and inner, and inner tubes. I was wondering that, Rebecca, if we could. Plug that bad boy into the car and then, you know, blow up a bouncy castle. Remember when we used to have the jumpoline in the basement? Yeah, I do. Here's an Amazon link to a compressor that runs on both automotive DC and household AC power. I hope this is helpful and not annoying. It is entirely helpful and not at all annoying. I have a weakness that is common to many engineers. I try to solve people's problems even when they have not asked for help. Well, I'm not even an engineer, Alfred, and I do the same thing. Yeah, so <laughs> this was... Super helpful and uh, uh, timely as today's headlines okay. since we, we had just received one of these. Yes. Not even uh, via Amazon. Finally, Rebecca. Oh, finally, Rebecca. In, in the, uh, in the uh, Dr. Gary Siegel, DGS, Max Verstappen cleanup spot. Yes. What better uh, cleanup hitter today than... Uh, than this. Rebecca, it was so nice meeting you during shoot-around prior to the UCLA-Utah game. Meeting you was the thrill of a lifetime and made my inner seventh grader extremely happy. 
Thank you for taking the time to chat, but also for creating and curating the sense of community your podcast has created. Hope to see you in Cleveland with the Bruins. Becky, attending equipment manager for both the UCLA Bruins and the Ball and Great Chain podcast. Use of attending, and, Becky. And, and attached is a photo of her listening to the podcast on Catalina. No, I'm kidding about that. But that would be, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the next stop on the on the uh, on the mystery ship is yes. is Catalina. I mean, we had a delightful conversation. It was there was like a couple like an hour and a half between Utah's shoot around and UCLA's shoot around, and so just kind of waiting. And anyway, she came over and we had this um, lovely conversation. It was just it made me feel feel really good. UCLA. I mean, how great! It, I'm not talking about basketball or anything. I just just UCLA. Itself, uh, curb your enthusiasm. Last week, there was a scene in uh, Westwood Village, and it, and it just took me back to uh, any, such a beautiful uh, campus. Yeah. It's funny too because we were staying at a decent hotel there, and I got there late at night um, on Wednesday, and I go to my hotel room, and there's a little card, um, Miss Lobo, on it, and there's like three glass flutes. One of them has uh, like jelly beans in it, and another has. Um, kind of cookie and the other has you know like chocolate covered something just three like little treats and the room was comfortable and, and look out the window and you see Cal, you know los angeles parts of westwood and, and i was like huh three weeks ago i was in the la quinta in waco texas <laughs> anyway that's the beauty of college hoops am, am i losing a, my mind or did you were you in studio last night for another ucla utah game was that um, no, last night was UCLA Colorado. Oh, UCLA Colorado. UCLA yeah. Utah was a thirty-point win for UCLA. UCLA looked like they could seriously contend for national championship. They played great. One of their players, London Jones, was seven of ten from three. Their six-seven player, Lauren Betts, had a great game. And then last night, I was in studio for UCLA Colorado, and it was just a fist fight of a game. It was. The final score was 50-something to 40-something. There was a stretch in the fourth quarter where the teams combined to go 0 for 20 from the field. It was just a defensive slugfest. And um, I was laughing because like, that's what kind of college basketball can be in the latter parts of February when you're still playing teams in your own conference and everybody just knows each other so well and games are ugly and gross. And um Anyway, like I lived it when I was when I was in school and as a player, like I just cannot wait for March and for March Madness to get here and for conference tournaments and like for things to really, really mean something again. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was last night's game was not one of the better reflections of how great and high scoring women's college basketball. These are the dog days of February. Dog days of February. But yes. I, I hope Becky, uh, UCLA equipment manager, uh, certainly must agree. I, I don't know if she does. I'm just putting words in her mouth now. But uh, historically, I think UCLA, at least, I mean, I would probably every sport, but basketball and football most immediately spring to mind. Best uniforms in, in oh, college yeah. athletics. Just best colors, the best, I mean. And at least with women's basketball, they've done a good job of staying very true yeah. to the classic look yeah, of I mean, their so, gorgeous unis. So great. Yeah. So, Anyway, Rebecca, that's all we have for this week. Hey, can I, I'm just going to throw this in because you talk about UCLA. We were out in LA on vacation how many years ago? And we went to the- This before the pandemic, 2019, so just before so uh, COVID-19 We went to the bookstore the on the UCLA campus. And our son at that time 
was 11. Yeah, get anything. Get a t-shirt. Get get whatever you want. He got UCLA basketball out of the shorts, Out of a bargain bin. Out of the bargain bin. And they were size, I don't know, medium. Probably, they, they were probably huge. adult medium. They were, and he they, put them on and he they went below his knees. They were ridiculous, but he, he loved them. He loved them. And, and they were so big on him. And our son still has those shorts. And now they just hug his legs and his tush and they're too small. It's crazy. And it just, it's just like, wait a minute. The shorts haven't shrunk. The boy in them has just grown. And um, anyway, when we talked UCLA just now, it just made me think of our son. Your uni- UCLA uniforms made me think of and, our son and his and, and, shorts. And very sweetly, because of that happened, when you returned from UCLA, I, you brought him a pair of, of that happened. Well, because that happened, yes. you 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 brought him a pair of of UCLA shorts that now fit him. No, I didn't. Oh no, you didn't. I forgot. I know you didn't. I'm trying to make you feel less than wonderful. Well, let me. In fairness, I would have, but his short drawer is already too full. That's true. All right. That is all we have. That is all we have. We'll we'll get ba- back to being as long as, as long as you, our you're, kids you're stay. Say, you're gonna you're gonna say we'll get, we'll get we'll get back to being more regular. More regular, yes. We will we will get back to being more regular. There were circumstances that led to um to this irregularity. Uh, irregularity, yes. So anyway, Denny Gallagher, thank you. Tom, Dick, Hari, play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and ambiguous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.